Hey, what is good? It's me, your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and welcome back to Bobo's Block. If this is your first time joining us here, I want to thank you for tuning in to this block party that we have every single time I step behind the mic. If this is your 18th, 20th, 30 second, whatever time, what up, dog? It is good to see you again. I'm glad we're able to kick it one more time for the one time. Um, of course, as you guys know, I took last week off because I had lost my voice, so we'll get into that in a second. But I just want to let you guys know that this show is sponsored solely by my Patreon. My Patreon is where you can do the most good and the most helpful Bobo's block. That is our bread and butter here at Run the Ground Media. Um, and this is where you guys can get exclusive content such as my poetry show, um, Money for Rocks, and also my exclusive podcast for Patreon, Kicking It. Um, I put out a couple episodes not too long ago, and I also put out a bonus episode where all my bonus episodes live. I have been putting a couple things on the feed, but I will I solely put them first on my Patreon. So if you want to get bonus episodes, that's where they go first. That's where a lot of them live. So now that we got that out of the way, got, got the bills paid, um... Let's get into the update. I still don't have a sound. I'm sorry, guys. That's just kind of how it is at this moment. <laughs> until we, until y'all t- tweet me or or put it on somewhere, y'all, what y'all want as a sound? Like, come on, like, t- talk to me, y'all. Talk to me. All right, but the update. Like I said, I lost my voice last week because um, I was out at LCCW um, the week prior, and we were at Saints and Sinners. I got to see one of my childhood favorite heroes, um, Gangrel. He hit the ring, and it was dope. It was amazing. We took on the Borica Bad Boys, me and my tag team partner, the Dashing Cam, the King of Queens himself, um, and we, we we wrecked house, bro. We wrecked house on um, that YouTube. Uh, that video is up on YouTube. I'll put the link below so you guys can see my last match hopefully we'll be able to um get you guys come out to one of our shows in the very near future so um yeah i lost my voice because i was being a badass as donald glover used to say (laughs) um it was it was like i couldn't talk and that's weird for me i can't yeah and there's a lot of stuff i wanted to talk about so you guys definitely know that i'm going to catch you guys up on whatever we're talking about today that i missed out on and also just wanted to kind of get into with you guys of course we actually have a special treat for you guys today if you see by the title of the episode i got somebody to come in we're gonna be talking about a little something something um the nerdgasm is getting into it uh it's gonna be a deep convo so you guys definitely want to tune in for that and um hopefully i'll be able to have them back on um for another episode so yeah now let's go ahead and get into around the net and this week's ATN is a little bit of a lot. So let's go ahead and um start off the docket. All right. So first things first, I, I missed I missed a couple things last week. So I'm going to go back and go on to them. And then we're going to get into some stuff from this week. Okay. All right. So um I saw an article that was really dope because it was about the the current Blade director. Um, they, they say that they will be paying homage to the Wesley Snipes version and then like the series of movies that Wesley Snipes did. Basim Tariq has spoken about his upcoming reboot and promised that the Marvel movie will pay respect to the trilogy of movies that starred Wesley Snipes as the Vampire Hunters titular hero. And that's really dope to hear because like 
for for everyone who's in the know, Blade was really that dude. Like he was the one that started all of this. Like he was the reason why the MCU is where it is. Like it's it's not to be played with. It's not a game out in these streets, bro. Like um Blade is the kicking off point for marvel they don't it it isn't recognized in the mcu but it was really the reason why marvel comic movies actually started making money like the whole blade trilogy was the shit it was one of my favorite movies one of my favorite trilogies honestly and yeah we um we definitely have to pay homage to it when we can like that's truly something that you guys definitely should get into if you haven't already gotten into those movies like they're like they're classics they're 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 cinem- cinematic gold like i love i love watching the blade movies man like it's just something about them they're really dope so um <laughs> so to hear that the Maharshala ali versions will be paying homage and and actually giving a good tribute to those old movies i'm very excited to see what they pull out um from these movies and what kind of stops they take um in the narrative so yeah that's really dope to hear all right, moving on in the docket. Um, I told you guys that if you didn't listen to the bonus episode, I, I touched on it a little bit briefly, but I told you guys to go check out the Matrix Resurrections trailer. Like, it is good. I honestly did not expect to feel the way that I felt after I watched it the first time. Like, I felt like the old Matrix. It gave me those goosebumps. It gave me those, like, oh, my God, this is happening. Like, this shit is happening right now like wow and i I, i'm i'm proud to say that like i'm back on the i'm back on the train i'm on board you guys got me ah so yeah so (laughs) matrix resurrections is coming out later this year around december i want to say december 22nd around the time of spider-man no way home um that's going holiday season is about to be lit like the movies that are coming out this holiday season are oh my god amazing so yeah we definitely going to keep our eye out for a lot of that stuff and definitely keep your eyes out and peeled for what's coming down the pipeline um with bobo's block so get this little hint hint wink wink nudge nudge but yeah but um <laughs> yeah again like i'm excited like it's a it's a great trailer if you have not watched it stop what you're doing don't stop this podcast but stop what you're doing go watch it and then come back here and keep listening. Because by the time I get to the Nerdgasm or whatever, you probably would be like, oh, my God, I watched it like eight times. Like, yeah. So <laughs> it's like it picks up and you're in this world where, like, Neo is back, back, like, alive, first off. He's alive and plugged back into the Matrix, and he's going to see a therapist and stuff. And, like, you get, like, the hints, and you see Trinity, and you see there's a new Morpheus. You see a lot of stuff, and, like, it's kind of crazy, kind of kind of weird. But, like, yeah, I think we're going back through a cycle at this point. I, like I said, just go watch the trailer. Go watch it. Go watch it. It's good. It's, oh, it's good. Um, so, yeah, moving along to the docket, um, we actually got some – some spooky shit, spooky shit. Um, well, not just spooky shit, but like it's, it's some good, good comic book spooky shit. Um, so this is actually a article from a fave of mine, the Blur Girl, Krama um, Horn, and she is writing about a new independent comic called Dark Blood. Dark Blood is by Latoya Morgan, and they're exploring Jim Crow South with superpowers. And of course, you know, black people at any point in time, if they would have been able to have superpowers, we would have been detrimentally 
um, <laughs> lynched or whatever. So this is going to be an interesting tale. Uh, I'm going to link the actual article below from um, the Blur Girl. She wrote this on Sci-Fi Wire. So you guys definitely want to go check that out and experience that. So, yeah. So um, that is... That's again. That's something that I'm super excited for. Super happy to to like get into collab with or so. So yeah, let me go ahead and move on. All right. So we actually just celebrated over the weekend Batman Day. Um, Batman Day was something that everybody loves to do. Um, Batman Day is legitimately like one of the <laughs> one of the the better superhero celebration days. Like everybody does comic book stuff and and, and like we we have such a deep Batman lore and history that it's dope to to see how many people this comic book has affected this character has has like brought together in a fandom. So yeah, I celebrated Batman Day with a lot of people um, that I'm I'm really cool with and like said so I loved <laughs> I watched a whole bunch of. Batman movies. I watched some Justice League Unlimited. I watched some um, Batman the Anime series. So <laughs> I watched Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin is actually one of my favorite Batman movies because like it's so trash. It's so good. Um, but I, I still stand by that Chris O'Donnell is quintessentially the Robin, the Dick Grayson to be. Like you cannot have a better portrayal of Dick Grayson than Chris O'Donnell. There I said it. George Clooney, one of my favorite Bruce Wayne's. Said that as well. Boom. On the track. <laughs> but yeah, so um, we got a lot of stuff coming out of Batman Day. One, this was announced before Batman Day, but it also tied into it. Batman um, and the Bat Family are actually getting a new webcomic. And not like a, like a, oh, a DC thing. This is a partnership with DC and Webtoons to make a new webcomic um, that is going to be called... Wait, it's like the Bat Family Adventures or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, the Wayne Family Adventures. That's the name of this comic. And it explores everybody. It explores Cassandra, explores Bruce, explores Tim, Jason, Dick, and Duke. I'm super excited that Duke is in on this because like a lot of people still don't fully integrate him into the Bat family. And like and even now in the current comic books, like I don't know where Duke is. Like I, I have to really like do a little bit of research, kind of find out where my homie is, because I, I really enjoy Duke as a character and as a hero at that. So so yeah, so it's a nice little wholesome little comic book. Alfred's in it. Like I said, it's super sweet, super sweet. Um, as well, coming out of Batman Day, we got a new, um, new little. <laughs> new little comic return of Gotham Academy. Gotham Academy will be coming back in 2022 with Maps Mizuguchi, and, and she's in in full form. Um, if you guys not read Gotham Academy, it was a really good title that came out um, a couple of years ago, and I really enjoyed it. It gave a bit of direction to the kids who were in We Are Robin after the Robin War was done and everything like that, and after the group had disbanded. Maps is in there. I think um, a couple of other kids who were in the Robins is in there, but it mostly follows Maps. And I'm super excited to see what they do with Gotham Academy. And I know they also have Titans Academy that is well on the move. So maybe we may merge those two. I don't know. We'll figure out how we're going to do this um, for certainty once Gotham Academy hits the, hits the stores or hits the shelves. So, yeah. Um, that's it. Um, what else? What else we got for you guys? Oh, it's random news. So Anthony Mackie is actually going to star and produce in a twisted metal series that is coming from Sony. 
That's really interesting. They've been in the talks about making a live action Twisted Metal series for a minute. And I didn't know how this was going to go, but Anthony Mackie is going to be the, the, um, he's going to star in it. I don't know if he's going to be Clownface, um, but we'll see how that plays out. We haven't got much information about it, but Anthony Mackie will be uh, one of the producers and he will be starring in it. So that's going to be exciting. Huh. All right. So um, next up on the docket, we got two big events. One event was the Sony um, State of Play event where we got announcements for a fuck ton of games. Most notably, the games that people are excited about are Spider-Man 2. Um, we got a Wolverine game that's actually going to be coming out. Um, we have God of War Ragnarok. Ragnarok is actually uh, it looks beautiful. So many great characters, so many great character designs. May have to talk about that separately one day because there's a lot going on with that. And we also got the Knights of the Old Republic remake coming to PlayStation 5. I'm super hyped for all of these games, all of these series. So, yeah, this is going to be something that's, oh, Trey Magnifique. So, yeah, if you guys want to go back, go to um, Sony. They have a full rundown of the state of play that they did um and you see you'll see all the games all the independent games all the articles um that talk about it really harp on a lot of things that they did updating wise um and it doesn't look like they're trying to phase out the ps4 just yet they are doing a lot more to bring that back into play with a lot of these games a lot of these um newer next gen games will have like I said backwards compatibility for that so yeah there's a lot of good a lot of bad coming out of that state of play but i'm super excited for about the games that are to come and like i said again we may do a whole thing about that like a um a whole talk about that because the gaming industry has really changed over the last years and especially during 2020 and now into 2021 so it's something that we we haven't visited on and bible's block in a minute so yeah we may talk about some video game shit in, in the upcoming future so hopefully you guys are are down for that so yeah moving forward the next big event we have was the apple event the apple event um had saw the actual the actual like announcement of the iphone 13 the ipad new the ipad mini um we got a new um a15 chip we got a a lot of great stuff that came out of that new Apple event, but we um, are talking mostly about the iPhone 13 and the iPhone 13 Pro um, and the Pro Max. Those are phew, it, it's heavy hitting, and when you get into the inside specs, but when you have it to where you're looking back at, say, like um, the iPhone 12 and the iPhone 12 Pro Max and stuff, it's kind of the same, just a little bit of a change. You have a new um, XDR Retina display on there. You have ProMotion on the new 13 Pros. You have things to where it's a variable um, hertz on the screen, so it goes from about 90 to 120, just depending on what you're doing. It's it's certain subtle things that you wouldn't think make a big difference, but they make a huge difference when it comes to doing some certain things on your phone. And you're just, you, it's just impressive as fuck, like, honestly. Whether it be um, Android or iPhone, a phone is 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 really be able to live up to its whole creed by what it's able to perform when it's in your hands. And like I may not be able to notice the difference between like a telephoto lens or a macro filming, but if I could tell the difference between how my phone runs and smoothly goes from app to app or whatever, that makes a big difference for me. So yeah, so some people may be trashing and that it looks the same, but the insides are totally different. Bigger specs, better specs. So we'll go ahead and get into that probably, like I said, another day when we get into the the cell phone wars if we ever get into that subject but yeah um all right so 
when one more thing we have to talk about on the block. So I, I had a had an issue with something that happened. Um, this kind of came out. Um, this kind of came out at the beginning of the week. So <sighs> former editor of Star Wars. Marcia Lucas, she had some particular words to say about the new trilogy that came out. So I'm I'm not going to try I'm not going to try and paraphrase. I'm going to read word for word what Marcia had to say. OK, so it says, I like Kathleen. I've always liked her, says Marcia Lucas. She was full of beans. She thought she was really smart and really bright, really wonderful woman. I liked her, her husband, Frank. I liked them a lot. Now that she's running Lucasfilm and making movies, it seems that Kathy Kennedy and J.J. Abrams don't have a clue about Star Wars. They don't get it, and J.J. Abrams is writing these stories. When I saw the movie where they kill Han Solo, I was furious. I was furious when they killed Han Solo. Absolutely. Positively, there's no rhyme or reason to it. I thought, you don't get the Jedi story. You don't get the magic of Star Wars. You're getting rid of Han Solo? And then at the end of the last one, The Last Jedi, they have Luke disintegrate. They killed Han Solo. They killed Luke Skywalker. And they don't have Princess Leia anymore. And they're spitting out movies every year. And they think it's important to appeal to women's audience. So now their main character is female. Or is this female? Who's supposed to have Jedi powers? But we don't know how she got Jedi powers. Or who is she? It sucks. The storylines are terrible. Just terrible. Awful. You can quote me. J.J. Abrams, Kathy Kennedy, talk to me. And I took major offense to this because, honestly, she has the rhetoric of all these old head fanboys who really just want to see the same story over and over and over and over again. But, honestly, I had to take a step back. I had to actually take a step back because this um, this is something that, that happens every time. It always goes on in the actual Star Wars fandom or universe. We we have this like, oh, they don't get it. They don't get it. Like, I, I get that you love what you love. I get it. Love, you don't have to like the new trilogy. You don't have to like the prequels. You can enjoy the old movies. You, can, you don't even have to like the new movies if you like the new trilogy or the, the prequels. It doesn't mean that everything is for everybody. Like, Marcia Lucas is really in this bubble of star wars that it has to be this wonderful magical thing that i only know from this one particular time frame of life and you killed the main characters they were no longer the main characters this story has to progress somewhere somehow outside of luke skywalker han solo and princess leia and the way that they're able to do said thing is to basically make the story different once you make the story different, it, there are going to be people who don't like it. And that's going to happen. But someone put it very well. Um, and this person, I, I, I don't know them. It's just a random tweet that I, I stumbled across. It says, it's from AD underscore Strider. It says, I will always have love and respect for Marcia Lucas and an art, as an artist and as a brilliant backbone of Star Wars in terms of pacing and feel. I recently brought a shirt that celebrates her individual contributions. Thank you, TV94. But I don't care what she thinks of the modern films. I just don't, and neither should you. These opinions are always interesting and consider. They're always interesting to read, and they can even feel very validating or not. 
but they don't ultimately matter, especially not when the person is so removed from that said subject matter. It's very clear based upon what she said that she has a very different understanding of what's important in the terms of narrative. And she has very different understanding of what the quote unquote Jedi story is. And she has a very different understanding of what importance of someone like Ray is. And she's entitled to those interpretations, but they're just v- very clearly rooted in some more hardened POV, like wanting Ray's powers explained when none of the powers in the films sh- that she worked on ever were. The views some feel somewhat antiquated, and so take them for what they're worth. The whole thing reminds me of Mark's relationship with The Last Jedi, which is more nuanced than the people would do, uh, would do well to remember that. It comes down to the fact that they're human beings, not the abiters of the story or quality. Have a conversation, but don't let it run the conversation. And honestly, that that took me to where I am now. Like, I don't need to get up in arms about this opinion. It's her opinion. She's old. She she has, like, a voice. That's fine. She was literally one of the key editors on the original Star Wars. But you also have to take it to the fact that she didn't like the prequels. And, of course, she's not going to like the modern trilogy because she didn't work on it. She didn't have the investment of the time that you would think that the others would or the people like J.J. Abrams and all the people who are coming forward in the new um, iteration of Star Wars by Disney. It, there's always going to be people who are going to say like, oh, it's just stupid. I don't get it. This isn't like my Star Wars. But shut up. Like, if you got that opinion, keep it to yourself. It's fine. Don't like it. But don't try to make me not like it because I because I liked it. That's all I got to really say on it, man. But um, I, I'll wrap it up for Around the Net. All right. See you guys at the musical break. Oh, we actually have DJ Snake. You are my high as musical break. So you guys check that out. If you like it, go ahead and there's a link below in the description. Catch you on the block.
Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your friendly neighborhood nerd and feel the power. It's a new day. Yes, it is. And honestly, I didn't know how that intro was going to work because I, I just need up the power of positivity at this moment because a lot has happened. I, I don't even think you guys realize what has happened because you're hearing this just all on your own or whatever. So, yeah, it, it, it's a lot for me. But you guys just got like the, the quick, quick version or whatever. So, yeah, we, we, we'll see. Um, oh, my God. Uh, so... So guys, uh, like I said, a lot just happened, and I, I won't bore you with the details. But um, I had a guest set up for this episode, and it it fell through. Um, not even fell through. Like they were here, we did a whole thing, and like we we did a full like segment. None of it got recorded the way it's supposed to get recorded. But that was on that was on me and my equipment. It's fine. We'll surprise you guys with the person next week, and you will see what we're talking about um but today we're talking wrestling yes i know i have a whole wrestling podcast that i dedicate to this subject and this in this topic and stuff but i want to talk about something so significant something so pertinent for black nerds out there everywhere um it's it's legitimately a brand new day um and that's a double entendron that's a whatever you want to call it because Big E Langston, currently Big E, Ettore, <laughs> whatever you want to call him, he is our new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Um, I am a huge New Day fan. And this win is a real big significant win for not only black wrestlers, not only nerd geek wrestling fans and geek culture but this is a big win for people who have supported the new day their entire career from the inception of the new day all the way up to kofi winning wrestlemania or kofi winning um his title to now Big E cashing in money in the bank and winning the world heavyweight championship so let's go ahead and break this down so i know you're probably like what the fuck is happening right now robert so <laughs> Big E. He is such an amazing, talented athlete. Um, I'm talking about Big E from the New Day in WWE, who is a part of the trio that is Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, slash Austin Creed, and Big E. Um, I've been following Big E since he was Big E Langston back in NXT. I've been very happy with his his career path because he's been pushed to the moon on multiple occasions i really appreciate them giving this young guy such a great like trust um so when he was my current name on twitter is biggie langston's five count and if you guys know that reference shout out to you um it's just uh it's just it feels so good so the significance for it being this monumental it it's being seen or being downplayed as like this was a ratings grab and i can see where you're coming with that because if you haven't been following wrestling there's been this reignite 
the reignition of the wrestling wars between now AEW and WWE. WWE has kind of um, set themselves as like the old guard, the old horse. Like we're the established monolith of wrestling. Like it's literally the one place that you used to only want to be wrestling was WWE. And that's changed now. The landscape has changed. And now with people like CM Punk and Brian Danielson and, and Christian Cage and, and Paul White and Mark Henry um, going over to, to AEW, it's starting to see like there needs to be a shakeup. There needs to be something that's done. And some people say it's done out of like, oh, fear or like, oh, we, we got to get the ratings back. Because WWE is always around this time going up against Monday Night Football. And that's something that we, we expect, in America at least, to take away ratings. Um, but now they are also dealing with competition, like legitimate competition. This competition hasn't been felt since, I want to say, WCW. People will say TNA as well because TNA was on major cable networks. Um, but, like, these are just, like, numbers that we haven't seen from any other wrestling promotion in years. So it's, it goes to say that I do believe that they are a little bit shook. Um, but this was kind of like a, a beautiful time to do what they did. Um, Big E, he did win the Money in the Bank briefcase. If you don't know what that is, it's a competition where it's a ladder match where you get a briefcase that gives you the opportunity to challenge any champion, anytime, whenever you want. Um, all you have to do is have a referee with you, cash it in, and then boom, you have the opportunity to like go ahead and become the new champion. It has a good success rate. It's over 50%. Um, I think it's, I want to say, 70 or 80% successful. Like, only a few people have not been able to successfully cash it in. But that was storyline-driven and also backstage politics and shit like that. But with Biggie winning the money in the bank, that was a big deal because here it is, an actual crowd-favorite wrestler getting one of the most opportunistic prizes in WWE. Like, you get the chance to go up against any champion. You can be the universal, the heavyweight champion. Hell, it could even be like, oh, I want to go to the Intercontinental Championship. We never, like, the only person who did that was was um Caval. I think he, he wasted his shot on the Intercontinental Championship. But it, it's fine. Um <laughs> And it's hard to to be a to be a wrestling fan knowing that there are going to be times when you're disappointed in the product. Big case in point was with Bianca Belair. Um, literally just a couple couple weeks back, um, Bianca Belair was the current. Well, well, she was the SmackDown Women's Champion, strong black woman. She won it off of Sasha Banks, another strong black woman wrestler. And they had an amazing epic showdown at WrestleMania. She won it at the top nights of the promotion, like legitimately solidifying her as a superstar. And then they, they, they kind of had to kind of wade in the water with what they had for the women's division at that time. And she made it fight Carmella and Zelina Vega and like all these other people who kind of were on the same level until Sasha got back. And then we were going to get Sasha versus Bianca too at SummerSlam. But... Something happened. Sasha is kind of sidelined right now. And I don't think it's like anything like storyline. I think it's personal. And like I said, it's something they haven't disclosed yet. But we, we know that we weren't getting that. So what did they do? They pull the trigger. Um, and this was honestly one of the one of the returns we have been waiting for. 
um, Becky Lynch, the man, the, 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 the one redhead warrior that we've been waiting to come back from maternity leave. She made her triumphant return and she beat Bianca in like 26 seconds with the Yurinagi or rock bottom as most people know it as. And that was such a letdown. We didn't get this epic clash between two of our faves. We didn't get this like, oh, big buildup of Becky saying she's coming for the title she never lost. We got Becky out there. Becky slammed her one, two, three. Bianca is no longer champ. And it gave us reminiscence of, as I told you, Kofi Kingston's run. Kofi Kingston made it to the mountaintop. 11 years that he'd been in the in the company, never had a title um, so prestigious as the heavyweight championship. He made his way all the way up, fought Daniel Bryan to get the title, won, beat him. He fought off so many comers, and he fought Randy Orton. He fought, um, he fought like legitimately every male superstar that you can think of. That, that's like big name that you can think of to defend that title. And what do they do when they are like, oh, we're moving SmackDown to Fox? They bring in Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar pins and beats Kofi Kingston in seven seconds. It was the most debilitating like moment for a lot of black wrestling fans because we know that these people are amazing talents. We know that these people are amazing draws and you just throw them to the wayside like this. We have a, a whole thing where we are, are, are tweeting and, and posting and trying to get them to do something with the current women our current former women's um, SmackDown champion, Naomi. She is literally doing nothing at the moment. She, she is one of the most charismatic women on the SmackDown roster and, they are. They don't even have her in any matches. They don't have her in any stories. They they took her out of a tag team, or they fired her tag team partner. So it is, it is up in the air what they're doing with them. And a lot of people, or a lot of black fans, feel like a lot of their wrestlers, their fave wrestlers, are being mistreated. I can go. I can even go tout it for my fave, Keith Lee. Keith Lee has been put in a weird ass situation where like he came up to the main roster. He was a double champion. He was NXT champion, North American champion. He dropped the NXT champion to Karrion Cross, and he relinquished the North American championship to let somebody else get a, get a crack at it. But then he came up to the main roster, and they tried to change every single thing about him that made him amazing. So they firstly changed his music, which was stupid. They changed his outfit, which they, he went from wearing, like, just trunks to like this full body suit and like and a gladiator skirt and and like they try to cover up his physique because he's not like a a fully sculpted man he has some meat on his bones he has some he has some girth to him not he's not fat but he's not by any means out of shape but you see the most men that on wwe they basically they basically are 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 sculpted adonises at to a point like you have a a particular physique that you have to have to be at that level or so because it's appearance is everything. And if you don't have that appearance, you're either used as a joke or you're used as something to where it's like, oh, yeah, we, we just, we got to cover it up. We don't want people seeing your belly. Like, that's, whoa. Like, and it's crazy. And like even now he wrestles in a singlet. And then the high-flying styles that put him on the map, for most people, he was treated as like, oh, no, you got to change all that shit. You, we can't have you out here doing, doing tope 
made suicide suicide dives and fucking um and fucking jumping off the top rope. You're a big man. You gotta work like a big man. They they stripped him of everything that made him who he was, and that's where we get afraid for a lot of our top black talents in WWE because they try to change so much of who you are, you lose what makes them so good. But what I'm very happy about is with Big E, his charisma and his like personality shines through no matter what they give him. The New Day started because they wanted to kind of like do something with these three black guys or whatever. And it was a down to Xavier Woods saying, Hey, we got to pull something out of this. And they came up with some random church gimmick. And again, Big E shined when there was nothing that but fucking mud that they gave him. He turned that shit into gold. And and it, it goes without saying that he did have the backup of Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Because, again, he was still he's still young. He had to find himself within his character and develop that. But you saw later on that he was bringing himself to another level, the, the matches that he was putting on, the, the, the little nuances they added to his character, and the, the, the way that he came out to the ring, and the, oh, don't you dare be sour, that I started with, it's Big E screaming every single time the New Day used to come out. And seeing him finally reach the pinnacle, the top of the mountain, grabbing that proverbial brass ring that we all long for. It's just so satisfying. And also another reason why it is a great monumental moment is because he got it from Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley is another black wrestler. We felt that was being kind of shitted on for so long and not given the opportunity to show how good he is. Bobby is one of those guys who was in the WWE a long time ago, took his talents and left. And then from there, he went on to make a name for himself in MMA, TNA Impact, Ring of Honor. He, he made a name for himself wherever he could. He was in Bellator MMA. Um, he, I think he, he also did like some outside, like outside, um, like, not Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but like he did like other fighting, other fighting sports. And like, he's a legitimate badass. Like that man is built like a tank and he is the most dominating and fearful. Like you, you put, he puts the fear of God into a lot of his opponent's hearts on camera because he's just that monstrous. And I love to see that it, it took a baby face who was just grinding his way up making a name for on the ladder rung by rung by rung and he took down he called his shot he went on twitter and said i'm coming to monday night raw i'm cashing this shit in and i'm going to be the next champ and he knocked it out of the park yes there's there's going to be an ongoing storyline between those two and i love that because you have to let these athletes shine and wear their best Bobby Lashley is a monster. Let him come through, dominate, decimate. Big E is the most earnest babyface or good guy character we've had in a long time. And everyone just wants to root for him because he's so goddamn lovable. I want to root for Big E. I love everything about him. He has a song with one of my favorite rappers doing an entrance, Wale, who's a good friend of his. He comes out just like hyped and it doesn't come across as pushed or corny he's not shoved down our throats as other people would say for certain wrestlers that they're putting in the main event scene wwe has made biggie's ascension feel so natural because he's so 
over with the crowd. He is the one that everyone's been wanting to see get that title for a while. Even back when he was a, a, a heater or a or henchman for Dolph Ziggler, we were like, why didn't this man have the title? Dolph Ziggler is a skinny little punk who just gets everything that he wants. Why doesn't Big E just beat his ass and take the title? I was I was saying that as looking at him, but it wasn't that time yet. And then again, with the New Day, we knew that someone's going to be the breakout. Kofi, he we thought that was going to be it. But no, I think we can do this all over again, but do it with Xavier Woods. Do Austin Creed as the WWE fucking champion, or at least give him King of the Ring, as he's been asking for. It's so... It's so promising to see that someone who just works hard, wins matches, and people like him get the actual title. It also is a big win for nerd and geek culture because that's all the New Day celebrates. They literally come to the ring in custom-made gear that has been anime-inspired, anime comic book-inspired, um, just full-on cartoon inspired like tonight um xavier woods and um kofi kingston are wearing their he-man and skeletor gear they have gear for dragon ball z they have gear for um mario they have gear for like they 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 are nerds personified this is literally one of us getting one of the top titles in sports entertainment it is uh, it's beautiful to see people that i root for on a constant basis, fucking win. I love it. I love it all to death. Like, it's a significant win for so many people because you you have such a connection with these people, such a connection with these characters. And yes, a lot of people are like, oh, it's already predetermined. But no, no, no. Like, no matter, fuck the, fuck the whole, like, oh, it's fake. Like, this is still a feel-good moment. And... You can't deny that when you saw him take his take his briefcase, cash it in, and Bob and then Bobby was like, "No, no, no, no!" And then he slapped him. He slapped Bobby on the face, and Bobby was like, "You know what? Fuck it, let's go." You didn't know how that was going to end. You didn't. They pulled you in. They got you invested. And I, I literally, because even with me, I, I've called myself like, a, "Oh, I, I can call this shit from a mile away." Like, "Oh, he's not going to cash it in." I went to sleep early. And I woke up to Big E being the new fucking champion. And I was like, I hated that I missed that moment live. And I, from that point on, vowed that I'm not going to miss shit again. Especially when it comes to Big E's title reign. I'm not going to miss anything. I'm watching Smack. I'm watching Raw right now as I record this. It's on mute, but I'm watching it right now. So, yeah, I'm not missing another goddamn thing. So, you guys definitely, if you want to, go on YouTube. Go to WWE um, website. Go on Peacock. It should be up, too. Watch when Big E cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase and took on Bobby Lashley and won the new championship that he has around his waist. It is a long time coming, and I am super excited to see where they go next. And he's going to be a fighting champion. He's going to be somebody who doesn't back down from a fight. He doesn't back down from any intimidation or challenge because he has his brothers by his side. He has the New Day by his side again. He has his fans by his side. He has everything that any wrestler could ever want, and that makes him dangerous as fuck because when you have everything that you want you will go through hell and high water to never lose it and i want to see if they can keep him at this height and this level because i honestly i enjoy 
seeing um they started with the six man tag match the new day versus the bloodline and it was a great raucous match and then the way that they ended it was amazing and now we're moving into a triple threat for the main event in on monday night raw between bobby lashley roman reigns and Big E. they're pulling out all the stops because they know they have competition they know that they have someone that other people will tune them eyes into whether it be monday night football whether it be AEW, where the hell it'd be dancing with the stars like there's something else that can take your attention away from WWE. And with someone like Big E at the helm, he can pull that back. He can have the intensity of a fearful champion to make you just like, like, oh, shit, like he means business. But he also has the lovable nature to pull in any family that, that can come watch it casually, man. Big E is legitimately the perfect person to be the face of the WWE. And I'm so so ecstatic that we have the 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 opportunity to watch this unfold in real time this is going to be something that we get to tell our kids about because when it things like that when when ron simmons won the, the wwe championship or the heavyweight championship that's something that goes down in history when kofi kingston won it that's something we talk about from from now until forever now big e is on that list he's like the sixth the sixth black champion out of all of the WWE champions that they had, Ric Flair's had 17 or 18 runs. John Cena is 17 time. Um, Randy Orton, 16 time. Triple H, 16, 15 time. Like, people have held this thing multiple times, but there's only been six black people that have held the World Heavyweight Championship. That should say something. That should show or mean something because we have always been at that top echelon but never given the chance. It's only these six men who have been given the chance to actually become the face of the company, become the walking, living, breathing embodiment of WWE. And that is monumental on so many levels. Like I said, when it comes down to Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, that was a, a WrestleMania moment for the ages. And when they do Bobby Lashley versus Big E 2, it's going to be fucking a barn burner. I am so ready to see what happens, how they're going to play this out. Who's going to come back on top? Will Big E have a long reign? Will they, will they play back and forth with the title? But I love that it's two black men who are going up against, going up against each other for the title. Like, Bobby has had a phenomenal year from the Hurt Business to, the, to his winning at WrestleMania to, to him like being the most dominant champion that I've ever seen. I haven't seen a champion win by submission in decades, and Bobby was knocking him out left and right. Now, Big E has a chance to blaze his own path, to make his own name, to be able to say, I am in the halls of greatness. I am on the, 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 the fucking banner of WWE champions. My name, Big E. And of course, in the words of Big E himself, this is going to be a lot of big old meaty men slapping meat when it comes to Bobby Lashley versus Big E Langston. And of course, he, even if he wins, he has to face his dream match. He has to go up against Goldberg. Because Goldberg definitely wants that title again. And that has legitimately been Big E's dream to fight Goldberg. My God, so lovely. I, 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 I'm losing words on how to explain how hype I am for Big E. Because you guys probably didn't expect any of this at all. <laughs> uh, it, it, but again, it's a new day. 
It's a new day. Yes, it is. We are on the cusp of a new day when it comes to being a black wrestling athlete in the industry. I look at that and I get inspired because that could be me one day. I don't know how far it will take me, but I want to be able to say, hey, look at that. That's a black man that I believe in, and I believe that he represents me to the fullest. Nerdiness and all, he is the WWE champion. So can I. I can be the champion. I can be the top guy in the promotion. I can be the face. I can hold the belt. And that's where it really hits home because it's all, again, about representation. If these kids don't see themselves in their champions, in their idols, in their heroes, who will show them that they can do this? They're more than just, oh, basketball players. They're more than just, oh, like football players. You can be a primetime entertainer in any sport or field. You can be a scientist. You can be a nerd. You can be someone who just makes people smile and gives them the power of positivity to get through their day. And you can be a success. You can do whatever you want. Whatever you set your mind to, this has gotten very weirdly motivational. But that's how the pocket, that's how the power of positivity works, bro. It, it, you don't, you don't know when it hits you, but when it hits you, it's like the Holy Spirit. Like <laughs> you guys, again, I, I am just floored with how, how this decision went down, and just like, oh, like an awe on how they're playing it out. So again. If you want to know more about just wrestling in general, check out my podcast, You Filthy Casuals. We're going to go a little bit more in-depth with this topic or subject on there as well. Um, and we'll talk about all, a lot more of the wrestling stuff. Um, as I said, guys, had a lot of technical difficulties, but I will be getting you something special come next week. I will damn for sure be getting you something special because, my God, I can't believe that happened. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> uh, you guys are going to be like, what? Like, if, if I told you, you'd be like, damn, Bobo. Damn. So, yeah. I'll explain it to you guys next week on the show. So you can, you can please keep it tuned. So you can definitely find me anywhere that you can stalk your ex on social media at Bobo FNN, B-O-B-B-O-F-N-N. That's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can check out my YouTube at Your Friendly Neighborhood Nerd um, as well as check out my Patreon. Again, that's the best place where you can do the most good for Bobo's Block. We have multiple tiers over there that you guys can check out from a dollar all the way up to $3,000. I know I didn't do the joke today. I was, again, a lot of stuff had happened. But yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, if 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 you guys want to reach out to me, like I said, hit me up, bobosblock at gmail.com or bobofnn.com. I'm going to try and publish the, republish the website. I have a couple things I want to pull out for you guys because I've been watching a fuck ton of movies and I want to um, start our movie reviews again, but I may do them on YouTube. We'll see. We'll, I'll see how I feel about it. Um, but yeah, as well, I still have um, back on my pull list down, coming down the pipeline. I have comic books out but look for a new major drop of a of a new kind of refresh for me um on social media you guys will definitely love it i'm putting it hopefully putting it out this week if you guys um see anything tomorrow definitely check my social media and you guys will be pleasantly surprised all right ah man okay so 
I think that's I think that's about enough I can stretch out of this on here. So <laughs> I have been your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and until next time, I'll kick it with you guys again on the block. Peace. <laughs>